So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in this moment, before we hear your word proclaimed, we ask for the intervention of your Holy Spirit for clarity of thought and openness of heart. Speak to us, challenge us, and transform us through your message. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you heard the expression, you are what you eat? Well, there is an expression that goes like that. And this is the main point of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. If you want to take something home today, this morning, remember this. You are what you eat. In the opening chapter of 1 Peter, he sets the tone for the direction and goal of the Christian life. Peter urges to look beyond the suffering of this world and to think about the joy of knowing that our time in this earth is only temporary. As pilgrims and foreigners, we are just passing through. And it is important to keep this perspective in mind as we continue our journey of faith. Peter reminds us to keep a few important things in mind as we move forward. The first thing that he wants us to keep in mind is that we were chosen by God even before the foundation of the earth. That's how he opened his letter. Verse 1, you are elect to those who are elect. Secondly, he encouraged us to remember that we have been born again through God's gift of Jesus Christ. Because what Jesus did, we have received this new nature we have been born again because of the gift of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we should set our hope on the day when Jesus returns. Because on that day, everything will be restored to its original perfection. As Brian was saying today, you look outside and it's beautiful, it's perfect. 
You go outside and you notice that there is nothing perfect outside right now. It's cold. Imagine that day when you are going to see the window and sun and shiny and go outside and you are going to enjoy the weather. Just in a t-shirt. Perfection. On that day, we will be transformed into sinless bodies like Jesus. Not just we will see perfection outside, we will be transformed into perfected bodies without sin. I guess that the sun even is going to feel differently, differently without sin. And that is the, the hope that Peter wants us to have. And for this reason, thirdly, we are urged not to conform, not to take the shape of our previous passions and desires, but to take, as you remember two Sundays ago, to shape ourselves into the shape of God, to conform ourselves into the shape of God instead of the shape of our passions and desires. But this is the goal. This is where Peter wants us to be. But the reality is that we still live in this world. You go outside and there is no perfection outside. You look inside and you will see that you are not perfect. So we have this tension, we have this struggle of being here in the present, thinking about what God is doing for us now and what God is going to do in the future, but we live in this tension and this struggle as long as we remain in this earth. So the first command Peter gives us to prepare ourselves to this journey is to prepare our minds for action. You remember that a couple of Sundays ago? Prepare your minds for action and be sober-minded. Make sure that your mind is not intoxicated. That's what we saw in verse 13 to Sundays ago. This is important because if our, mind, if our minds are not ready and sober, we will allow our passions to overcome us. And that is the struggle and that is the tension of every Christian, of every pilgrim. This is the struggle that we are going to have as long as we live in this earth. In the story of Pilgrim Progress by John Bunyan, that I will recommend after reading this book entirely, I will recommend you to buy a copy of that book and to read it as well. But in the story of the Pilgrim Progress, Christian... 
the main character and his companion, Faithful, they embark on a journey to reach the heavenly city. But first, they must pass through the vanity fair, a place that offers all the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. That is what you can buy in this vanity fair. And as soon as they enter, as soon Christian and his companion faithful enter to this city, they stand out because they look different and they talk differently. Even though Vanity Fair seems really attractive, they stay strong and they do not buy anything of what they offer. The only thing these two pilgrims want to buy is the truth. Do you need something? We have any kind of passions for you. But they say, no, the only thing that we want to buy is the truth. And because of this, and because of this, they face mockery and persecution. But they remain firm in their identity as children of God. They were even imprisoned. They were put, they were put in jail. And they will show up as a spectacle in this vanity fair. But Christian and faithful journey to the heavenly city stay firm. Their journey to the heavenly city was not an easy one. But they didn't succumb to the pressure and to the temptation. They remain faithful till the end. And this is the invitation that Peter is extending to you and to me in the first chapter of 1 Peter. Get ready for action. Don't get intoxicated because it is a long road ahead of us. So the first command that we find in this letter is prepare your minds for action and be sober-minded. And now in chapter 2 comes a second command. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1 says, okay, are you ready now? Now put away, put away malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Not only we need to be mentally prepared and have a clear mind in our journey, in addition to this, we must also change our dietary habits 
We need to change our diet and avoid consuming unhealthy food because garbage food will affect our appetite for nutritious food that helps us to stay strong and healthy. And I know that all of you know that. And even the kids know that. We remind them every day, stop eating garbage food because if not, you are not going to eat your lunch. You eat it after lunch if it's a healthy food. Right? And that is what Peter is telling us here. Refrain from spoiling your appetite for growth in this new spiritual life with garbage food. And what is this garbage food? The garbage food is malice. Do not feed yourselves with malice. Malice is the desire in me that tells me I wish you ill. The garbage food is deceit. Stop feeding yourself with deceit. The seed is the desire in me, in me that tells me I will trick you. If you're running, I will do this. Right? The seed. What is this garbage food? Hypocrisy. Stop feeding yourself with hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is this craving telling me I am pretending to be something I am not. This garbage food is envy. Change your diet and put away envy. Envy is this desire in me, telling me I am jealous of you and what you have. Have you experienced this at this once in your life? Envy? It's garbage food. Next in the list is slander. Slander. Stop feeding yourself with a slander. Slander is this appetite for backbiting for gossip or defamation of character is this craving in me that tells me I'm willing to speak ill of you. I'm willing to lie about you. I'm willing to destroy you so that others will never respect you. That is slander. That is garbage food. Don't eat those things. You have received a new nature. Put away all these things that will spoil our appetite for love for our brother and our sister. These things stop us in growing in our faith, in maturing in our faith. But the question is, 
why is he, why is Peter talking about malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander? Why he's talking about all these things? Well, because after you have been born again, he's telling us that we need to love our brothers and sisters. That's what he started talking about in verse 23. If you go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, and the first part of 24, it says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, having received this new nature, and this is the purpose of this new nature, for a sincere brotherly love. Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And at the beginning of verse 24 says, Since you have been born again through the living and abiding, abiding word of God. In verse 23, he starts he started this idea, now that we have been purified, let us love one another from a pure heart. And in chapter 2, verse 1, he continued telling us what things make our hearts impure. And these things, is, he is inviting us to put these things away. So put away these appetites you have. Put away all malice. Put away all deceit. Put away all hypocrisy and so in all slander these things will take out your appetite for what is really good for you and notice Peter in this part is not asking us to put away all these things with another list of good things that we need to be doing Do you realize that? He's not giving us another list that will replace the, the, the bad things that we are having in us. Instead of malice, he's not telling us practice goodwill. Or instead of deceit, and hypocrisy, practice being truthful, practice telling the truth. Or instead of slander, give honor to your brother and to your sister. He is not giving us another list of things. He is not giving you a to-do list to practice to show that you love your brother. If you love your brother, then he is encouraging us, encouraging us to have a different kind of diet. He commands us to long, in verse 2. He commands us to desire this spiritual milk that is the Word of God. When we are born, when we are babies, we need food to grow, not a list of things 
to do. Imagine you telling to your three-day, three-days-year-old baby, okay, this is the list of things that you need to be doing from now on, and then you will survive. No, as a newborn, you don't give a to-do list. What do you give to a newborn baby? Food. Milk. Similarly, born-again believers do not need a to-do list to grow in love for the things of God the things of God and to love others. What we need is a new diet, which is, according to the passage that we have this morning, the living word of God. Long. When a baby is hungry, you will hear the cry until you give him or give her something. The older kids in this room, have you ever heard a baby crying for milk? Yes. Will the baby stop? Just because we tell him, okay, stop. I need to rest. I need to sleep. I have been working all day and now I need time to rest. Do we tell that to the baby? We better to give him something or give her something because that baby is not going to stop until you or me give him milk. So Peter is telling us that instead of longing for malice, against our neighbor, instead of craving for deceiving words, instead of hypocrisy, pretending to be something we are not, instead of being jealous, instead of being willing to destroy others people, other people's reputation, we should crave, we should long for the pure milk to grow into salvation. It is only the word of God that will make us grow. You want to see a church full of love for one another? Then you feed them with the word of God and nothing else. With the pure milk of the word of God. Sadly, we tend to neglect to read our Bibles. And some people think of the Bible as just a book of suggestions and good advices for us. Some people think about the Bible as a Tim Bits from Tim Hortons, right? If you don't want to eat a full donut, so buy it a box of Tim Bits, right? Or this bite that will stop your crave. And some of you are thinking about the timbits, but some people think about the Bible as if they 
of the Bible were a timbit. Just a little bite here and there is going to be good for me. Many people tend, tend, tend to cherry pick certain verses from the Bible to support their political and social beliefs, such as climate policy, immigration, socialism, gender, healthcare, abortion, and education, while they disregard the rest of the Bible. However, Peter reminds us that the Word of God is essential for our spiritual growth and for our salvation. Of course, it has implications for outside of us, but starts with our growth and our salvation. First Timothy, first, second Timothy, I'm sorry, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture, not just timbits, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. And for training in righteousness. And verse 17 says that the man of God, that the woman of God may be complete. Equipped for every, for every good work. And that is why we should aim to read the whole scripture. We often read our Bibles differently from how we read other books. Have you noticed that? I never pick a novel, read only few sentences, and then close it up. Could you imagine, Annelise, starting to reading a book and then just reading two phrases and then it's, ah, that's good for me enough. No, you start reading and your aim is to finish that. Because if you do not do that, you will not understand the noble. But that's how we usually read the Bible. And I want you to encourage to read the Bible in big portions so then you can pick up, pick up the storyline of the Bible. The best, the best Bible plan that I have used in my life is this Bible plan that is 90 days reading Bible plan. It's about one hour reading every day. But then you are advancing in the, faith, in the pace that you understand what is happening in big chunks of the Bible, and at the end of 90 days, you have a better perspective of the whole book. I would recommend you to do that once before you die. 90 days. Go for it. As well, read the Bible in portions and study book by book 
The most beneficial way to do that is Bible commentaries for each book of the Bible. Read a complete Bible commentary for the book of Jonah. Two Bible commentaries for the book of John. Three Bible commentaries on the book of Peter. That will give you so much insight, understanding of the full picture of the Word of God. In addition to reading the Scripture, we should memorize it. You find it hard. Come to Awana. As a volunteer, of course. But that will give you hearing the word of God and starting to memorize. The volunteers of Awana, how many of you have memorized the, Bibles, the Bible verses that you are teaching to the kids? Look. That's a great opportunity. Memorize it and meditate on the passage that you are memorizing. You know, the key to faithful reading, to, faith, to fruitful Bible reading, is to have a strategy. This is having a plan, having a time, and having a place to read your Bible. And then to trust that if you don't understand at the beginning of what you are reading, slowly but surely God will start to speak to you. And study the word of God with other Christians. In this way we encourage and pray for one another. Learn to live God's word with others in community. Because that makes us accountable. And finally, I will recommend you not to forget the importance of hearing the word of God preached. God has appointed ministers to teach and preach the word of God that help us as well to understand the word of God finally notice how this passage concludes if indeed says if indeed, verse 1, 2, and 3, so put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and all envy and all slander like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. And verse 3, if, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Experiencing God's goodness is like testing spiritual milk. What is God's goodness? This verse, this verse 3 is taken from Psalm 34 when David was saying, talking about God's salvation and he was saying at the end, taste and see that the Lord is good. His salvation has been so wonderful. He is so good. 
And the same he is encouraging here in this epistle. God has done a lot of good things for you. He elected you. He gave you a newborn life. He has given you all what you need, equipped you with all what you need for salvation. So this is so great. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good, so then you put away the old diet and you take the new diet. The spiritual milk that he's offering him, he offering us in his word. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we conclude our time together, we thank you for your word. As we go, Lord, today, Help us to apply what we have learned today. Lord, we pray that you will help us to put away malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. May your word continue. in our love for you and in our love for our brothers and sisters. Strengthen us, strengthen us to walk in obedience and to desire and to long for for your word. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us stand up.